Welcome to another episode of Into Final Thoughts. Before we jump into it, I want to tell you to check out our official partner of this season of Into Final Space, Cartoon Crave. Cartoon Crave is an incredible network and news source for all things animation, including Final Space. To learn more, check them out on Instagram at cartooncrave underscore and at the Cartoon Crave on Twitter. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, dear Fantrexians. Welcome back to another episode of Into Final Thoughts from the Into Final Space podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gabe Jones, and with me today... Hey, Toland! Welcome back. Uh, This is, again, uh, one of those strange episodes we're recording after the release of the episode uh, last Saturday. Uh, Because honestly, we we decided that we really want to hear your thoughts on it. I personally believe this was a this was a really exceptional episode, uh, and it was a tough one for a lot of reasons for a lot of fans. Uh, but that's why Olin's here. Uh, we're gonna get into it, kind of break it yes. down. Yes. Um, and as always, strap on your spoiler seat belts because uh, there's some massive points this episode. So uh, let's get. Into that would be a episodes. great. That would be a great project or uh, actual product. You know, a spoiler seat belt. <laughs> Got that on Amazon. Hey, yeah. you yeah. put your spoiler seat belt on. <laughs> I don't know what function it does. It, yeah. It's just kind of funny. Maybe it's like a, a seat belt for your eyes. Maybe I don't. Know. Or, I guess in this case, it's your ears if you're listening. It has headphones. <laughs> it has a blind view. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, let's get into Final Space, shall we? Uh, I want to get this off just right off the bat. Um, so Ash has been officially confirmed as our LGBT rep for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. while some absolutely love this decision, uh, it did cause some ripples to cascade. Um, and I'll get into you know those specific scenes a bit more. But I think the biggest questions that people are asking is uh, why Ash, why now, and why was it written in the way that it was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it kind of in the writers' room. It's it's always kind of a discussion, you know. And it's important to kind of break this up into two different categories, okay? One is pre-pandemic and actual pandemic. And and I'll get into why that's kind of important. Um, but the pre-pandemic, you know, it was me and David and us, and we knew we wanted to do it with uh, with a character and, and like who it was. Just kind of went down the list and talked about each one. And, you know, I had a character, he had a character that we wanted to doing and, uh, you know, we went with, I think, uh, the one he felt pretty strong about. And a lot of those ideas came from the writer's room, you know, and he got really excited about telling this sci-fi version of kind of Ash being this, you know, and, and he loved that shapeshifter idea. And um, it's something that stuck with him. And, and you know, in those ideas and in the process and in writing those outlines, you know, the uh, the writers' room really gravitated towards it. It seemed like a, a, a idea, you know. In hindsight, you know, you think about all those things, and you know, if if we would have been able to hire an actual, you know, presentation in that room, and man, we tried. It, it, it's it's one of those things that we a list of writers, right, from all the different agencies, and you got to 
within the animation guild and all this stuff. And, yeah. you know, basically Konako picks out her favorite writers and we told them, Hey, we want this. Yeah. And they sent us a few. Our budget is so small and people don't know this. The animation guild just, it, uh, we get paid the same, I think as like Thomas, the tank engine <laughs> <laughs> and it's a comparable show, but it's like, it's just the animation guild, you know, and, yeah. and with our show in general, we don't get paid, um, you know, in a amount that makes it worth it for a lot of writers, you know? And so we actually end up losing a lot of writers in the, in the meeting process. And it's not the first time we've, that we've lost a writer because these writers are, are worth the pay that they get. Yeah. You know, the reason why we do it, know hey we love the show and and we've been on it a while and we also there's also we get ep fees and that but once we are writing scripts the scripts are not a lot of money okay so if you have the option of getting a network show with like actually like you know writing a live thing you're wga and if you want to see the difference between wga and animation guild it's pretty extreme um and so of course they they went to a uh, a better show and um i think now you know maybe because animation was so popular and i think if you know we would have pandemic would have happened you know but granted i think you know the writer's room was kind of done before the pandemic hit and so yeah that's kind of like the where the why came from it was just kind of a, a discussion and it was you know everybody kind of just pointed to that character and uh you know it's not the uh, character that I would have probably have picked first, but I mean, it's the character that we, you know, and I think that there was a strong case for it. And now pandemic hits, okay? We're probably, when the pandemic hits, we start writing the third episode, you know, because that's that's kind of where it is. And now for every season, me and David had been in the same room together writing, okay? And something different happened this season probably more than any other season where we were kind of writing separately, you know, and it didn't, it didn't necessarily start out that way, you know, and, and we typically do that where we write half and half, you know, and kind of do what we call the smashing where we kind of put the pieces together. I do a pass on his stuff. He does a pass on And then we kind of combine the scripts, you know, um, in this season was we weren't near each other. We weren't by each other. Um, and so, definitely a different experience of trying to figure out how to write like that you know and the deeper we got into the pandemic like the first two months we felt pretty solid there was a lot of communication you know between us between the two of us and then there was like everybody started through it you know and 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 that's the only reason the only thing i can call it you know emotionally people kind of like breaking down you know there were people on the on the on the storyboard team that be on calls with people like zoom calls just to have to talk to somebody because they were just, we were all trapped. You know? And when we got to kind of this episode, I remember kind of going through probably the most traumatic experience that I think I probably ever went through. And it was kind of because I didn't have anywhere to go. All that I could really do was kind of go into myself essentially and basically have to actually address 
like terrible things that had happened. Like one, the tornado hitting my, my shop, my soda shop. And then, you know, the fact that, you know, a neighbor's dog ended up killing my cat in, in, in a very traumatic, like not even like just like a, a simple thing I'm talking about. It was, it was, it was pretty brutal. And, you know, there was all these like little things and kind of experienced the, the, the health of my family and truth be told, I do not remember writing the pages that I wrote. I don't really remember a lot from that kind of section of, of time because it was, I was a different person. It was just like a weird spot where I wasn't talking. Like, like I started turning off my camera on, on zoom calls. Like it was just kind of like the weirdest experience that I've ever experienced. Cause I was finally like, on the move for so long, just moving and moving and moving and moving and moving and moving and moving for like four years that I was forced to kind of slow down. And the moment I slowed down things that, you know, the sketch started coming up and like, Oh yeah, you didn't ever address this or how you felt. And dude, it was, it was sad, you know, and, and I could tell what I tried to do. I put a lot of those emotions in that, in those pages, you know, and, and then you get to the opposite side of it with David. And I remember talking to David at one point and saying, this might not be the best time to do this. <laughs> you know, like, what if we, like, it, do we want to kind of like push it or do we want to not do this right here? It just felt, it started to feel weird to me, you know, cause it was, it was kind of like right around the funeral of Fox. Like it was just kind of like, and I don't, I don't know why I was feeling that, you know, like it was just kind of something that, you know, you go off of a gut feeling a lot of the, yeah. And I think he was like, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I do it. I, I, you know, I think that we, we said we were going to do it and, and, you know, I, I think a good story to tell. And, you know, I've talked to David a couple of times about, you know, what he wrote, you know, and, and kind of like, you know, why he wrote the things he wrote. Cause we, we're writing from a really personal place, you know, and David, I think, you know, when I talked to him on the phone, um, I wish he was here because these would have been great questions to ask David, you know, but I mean, he was like, you know, I, I, I was kind of writing from a place, two souls connecting to each other, you know, and that's pretty powerful. Like, and I think thinking back in the pandemic, you know, I think that's what David was, was one was just connect with people and um, experience, you know, genuine connection. And once you're trapped and away from people, we didn't get to experience for a year. So of course you're going to write in a way that's kind of meaningful. And, and I think he, he did, I think the best a um, <laughs> Jewish man could have, could have done with that scene, you know, and I'm not saying that it's, it, um, bad or good. I just think that he did try his best genuine, you know, and I do think that there was some beautiful moments in it and, and I see what he was trying to do. And I think he executed a, a good bit of it, you know, um, I would have liked to have, have paced it out a little bit more, you know, and, and I seen that actually been a nice thing for a season four, but I think he, tried his best. And, and I think that's the big thing about final space is, you know, if it's, 
good enough. You know, like <laughs> it's it's good enough for all of us. You know, like and, and, he, and he did try his best, and that's the motif of the show. It's like you just got to try your best, and with the hand that you're dealt. And we weren't expecting to kind of you know be separated, having to write things and feel things, um, and you really start to feel you know, kind of the sorrow of this season. That's where we, that's how we were feeling, you know, and, and the sadness and, and like we were kind of trapped away from, you know, somebody that I've worked with for four years and um, he's given me so much good advice and, and so much, you know, kind. And it's like, I, I mean, I, I, I hadn't seen him for a year and a half until I went to uh, like in person until I went to like the little premiere at the drive or, or drive in or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was insane. Like I hadn't seen Rosa. I hadn't seen, the, I hadn't seen, you know, Ben. I'm like, what the freak? I, I haven't seen these people. So it's like, it's hard to, to grasp exactly um, the process and, and what came out of the script. But what I do know that I can't remember a single thing that I was writing with. <laughs> and I know that I wrote the page, you know, but it yeah. was like, it was coming from a feeling, you know, like it was coming from some, me kind of addressing a lot of the, the sorrow that I was kind of experiencing things in my past, you know, and, and just kind of forgiving, um, forgiving things that, you know, that just happened to me in, in a terrible way. Like, and, and it's, it's crazy it is, you know, as, you know, forgiving the owners of this dog, you know, I was forgiving this tornado. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to forgive the tornado for beelining through top of, of seven years, you know, and, and, you know, you kind of experience, and even Rachel at the time was experiencing a lot of that, that sorrow and sadness. And cause that was, she put so much of her time and energy into that thing. She designed it, she built it. And so, you know, in the next room, you have somebody that's just kind of going through the idea of, of losing her life's work, you know, and you feel that, you know, you know, you're empathetic of that. And so it's like, it's, you start really kind of feeling people's emotions, even on the production. But I think this is, this was one of those episodes where a hundred percent, the pandemic had an effect, you know, and starting to see, I don't know, like if we, if you were to say, Hey, could you write that same episode? If you got, the writing writers room together um i would probably say no because because that, that was those pages were deeply personal you know to at least the the you know the side that i was writing and, and i and i could attest i i don't know for sure but i know that david was writing from some place and he always does that you know like when good enough for me um line in in season one he heard that at a funeral you know, and he was like, and I was like, dude, that's so good. We got to put that on the show. Like that's, that's it perfectly here. And so it was, he always writes from those personal places and I wish he was, he was here to kind of, you know, really dive into what he's feeling on the other side. Cause I didn't, I didn't even ask him, you know, like it was just kind of like, you know, we're so separated that you didn't know, you didn't even realize that you stopped talking to people, you know, like, yeah. No, I and I realized that I hadn't really talked to David. Like we were just kind of doing the work because we were still working. Did we, we worked the entire pandemic um, 
through everything. And in that year, it was everything. We were with the pandemic, the George Floyd protest. There was like basically things burning right down the street for me, you know, with the protests, you know, cars and stuff. And I'm over here making an animated show. You kind of like, what are we doing? You know? And, you know, then you have the, 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 Action and all it's like it was like it was not doing us any favors the environment surroundings that we were in you know yeah. and i think that definitely all had an effect on this episode so if you were to say hey if you were regular pre-panic and you wrote this episode that i don't know if it would have been the same episode yeah but i think that's that's why there's a lot of the why that's why there's a lot of the why now you know yeah, I think that it was everybody wanting to try to to write something deeply personal, whether or not if it's right or wrong or good or bad. Um, I do think that the that the emotion is is there, and I we could have had the budget and and um, to get to get you know those writers that we wanted, and I look that if basically take almost three times the amount, get offered three times the amount to be a staff writer on one of those shows, you're you're gonna take the other job. <laughs> so, and yeah. we even offered like we offered, we were waiting and waiting and waiting and we're like, what's going on? Like, is is he not gonna accept it? He's like, no, he took another job. And <laughs> like, oh man. Um and that happens. You know, a lot of people yeah. kind of treat final space and I remember season one, a lot of you know that season one, it was just like this in-between job for people, you know, and you get, you know, I, it, I think this season we, we had a lot of exciting writers and two, we had some great writers and, um, you know, that were pretty excited to work on it because they was. And I think with the, the, the season three, um, yeah, it's, it's, you can only, you could try to make the winning hand out of the, that you have. And I don't think David had in his mind, Hey, I'm going to try to write this scene. Um, I think he had hoped that we had had the the help, you know, and, uh, it sucks that it, it, you know, I don't think we intended to make anybody sad or hurt or anything like that. I think it was, it was coming from a, a meaningful place. And, and I'm sure we're both sorry that anybody felt like that. It wasn't our intent. Well, uh, I mean, for what it's worth, uh, the scenes, I mean, like you said, it's, it, they came out good. I mean, I think that that intention of connection is there and I'll want to get into that, uh, a little bit down the line with the, the, yeah, the yeah. scenes, but, uh, I kind of want to jump back to the beginning and, uh, and, and hit yeah. it off and kind of go through some of the, the big stuff in this episode, uh, yeah. starting off with, of course, that, uh, the the eulogy from from little kato and we kind of mentioned oh, yeah. uh last episode that seven eight really kind of clicked together on this moment so can you uh just kind of dive into into that monologue and then uh just talk ah, about this, how much impact fox had on little kato this is you know just just so everybody's you know this is this is actually one of my favorite things david has written was this eulogy and every time i i I, when I read it, I was like, wow, that's, he is, I think he's seen a lot of death in his life. <laughs> like 
because he writes these things and he writes these scenes like like this you like that was that was like I, that's what i'm saying like it, it came from something per you know yeah and, and and i felt it like you felt it and then oh, steve's yeah. performance was just so good like he knows how to get into those those dramatic moments so well yeah and this is just man it's such a different episode it's it's like slowest episode i think we've ever done <laughs> nothing happens like, yeah. like like there's no action sequence there's no nothing we've never i, I think done that even in episode seven season there was like a little thing where they get in the ship and they try to go attack a ship and you know it's very irresponsible this it's there's really nothing it's like it's it's just people talking yeah and I think that's what, that's what everybody wanted, you know, it was just kind of the talk to each other. And, you know, that's what we ended up, you know, pegging out. But I think that eulogy is just so, there's something so powerful. And I love the line, you know, um, we all got a little smaller without you. Yeah. There's something really powerful about that, that uh, you know, of course it's the biggest guy on, on the, on the crew, but emotionally they, they know that they've lost something that is going to leave a hole, you know, yeah. And I think that little Kato, when you look at, you know, him and Fox, they kind of hated each other at the start of season two. And um, he used his hand to like kill things. Like he didn't understand him at all. Like they didn't understand each other. They didn't like each other. Yeah. And then, you know, I think that that relationship, you know, I wish that we we kind of had to put a little few more moments in between the two. You know, I, I, I genuinely wish that because um, Fox, is such a great character that you know i wish we could have got a little bit more of them and uh but yeah it's it's i think those two in that moment you understood like that he taught little kato some things you know yeah. and the biggest thing of it all was um you know kind of the a lot of the things he was saying was impactful he was like why are we fighting you know like it doesn't make any sense like it, it's it's i think that's the first Ventrexian to ask that question. And I think that's, that's something powerful, you know? Yeah. I think it was the, the line. You don't have to be a, a killer to be a great warrior. Um, oh yeah. That yeah. too. You know, it's like, it's, I think, you know, and, and this is something, you know, that I actually believe in is, you know, basically any, anytime that you remember somebody they don't really die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, you're, you're thinking of them always live forever. You know, Robin Williams will never die like that. He's, he is, I don't know, like he, he affected people, you know? And if somebody puts that mark on you and, and you've learned something or you've gained something or you've been inspired by something that's, that's eternal. That's not going anywhere. You know, just because Fox has gone physically doesn't mean he's gone from the show, you know? But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it was a very impactful moment. And, uh, and yeah, kind of, kind of flowing off that. Um, I think it was David who had talked about it in the, in the BTS for this episode. Um, I kind of want to break down the dynamic of the fact that Gary didn't kill Fox, but at the same time he absolutely did. Um, so can you just talk about, you know, how this is running through his mind and, uh, and kind of how Ash's grief just kind of blocks seeing what what really happened. 
you know, it's, this is, a, this is definitely a, a, a hard scene, but what I'll say is this, ask me this question again, three years from now. <laughs> okay. Because there is something to it. Okay. And I do, what I do think that Gary feels, you know, if I were to give the answer now is that of course, you know, he, he was used as this instrument of, of death. He, he ended up killing Fox, whether he did it or not, it still was his hand. It was still his attached to him. You know, it was something that, um, it's impossible not to feel, you know, something from that. to feel sad you're gonna feel like you did something and you know it and gary's kind of his brain he's always just kind of run in you know kind of so kind of try to save the day yeah and he and he and he sat there and he thought you know he gone up you know he he thought and then he threw it down because he was like that's still fox you know and he ran and i don't think he was trying to do any of that he tried to prevent that yeah but in the process, forgot the thing that was attached to his dang hand, you know? And so I think a lot of this in this moment, I think that Ash just wanted to the blame on somebody. Yeah. And and she could have put it on Invictus, but Invictus is a thing. You know, it's like it's just this energy. It's like in I think once you see the end where basically in her eyes, she's Fox. She didn't see Invictus, yeah. you know, whether or not she heard it or not. It's something when, when your kind of brain makes you see what you want to see, you know? Yeah. Like, like, it's almost like, you know, certain sentences, you kind of fill in the blank, you know, it's, it's like when she saw Fox, she didn't want to see Invictus. She didn't want to hear Invictus. She was seeing her brother, yeah. you know? And that last thing is like, we just wanted to, I just wanted to be a family again. And then you see the life leave Fox body. Like that's some of the best character animation I've, I've, that I've seen is you, yeah. it's like you really see the character leave the, the body. And what's left is Gary blood on his hands, you know? Yeah. So of course you're going to put that blame on him, you know? Yeah. And we had written this way. I, I think this scene multiple ways you know and uh ended up changing it this way for for various reasons but what i do think is that uh as as we could have gotten with uh yeah. with things but yeah I, I think it's it's it was powerful and uh i i think that um what you have on the reversal is that you know kind of ashes is, is is going through it and i don't know if you've ever been to like a funeral for somebody that you deeply cared about, you know, yeah. like some people go to funeral to stand around and they don't, they don't really know the person. Sure. You know, I've been to a funeral where I've deeply cared about somebody and have been literally bawling my eyes. I'm one of those guys. I, I feel things, you know, very intensely, yeah. uh, people that I care about and bawling my eyes out, you know? And so like you, you kind of want some sort of reprieve, something, you know, out there that just kind of makes you not think about that pain, you know? 
And I think in that weird instance, when when Evra showed up, it was just kind of like something not to think about that pain, you know? And so I think you get into those kind of intense motions and, and uh, again, I wish David was here yeah. <laughs> what is this? What he, what he was going through? Because I'm I'm sure he was going through something, man. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we I, all I, were I, during that time. Yeah. I mean, it was it, the the high of the pandemic. You know, like you said, everything going on yeah. uh, nationally. I mean, it was a lot. And uh, yeah. it, it, like you said, I think it really translates into this. And you've already started transitioning into it. So uh, I mean, of course, you know, you you said this wasn't your writing, but uh, I guess. Uh, you know, through the through the writing room and stuff. You know, can you tell us, you know, how uh, everyone was kind of conceived, and you know, what can you tell us about their character? Yeah, it was. You know, essentially, I you know, I remember kind of getting David's pages, and when we do the kind of the the smashing, you know, where we yeah. kind of smash our pages together, and he takes my pages, and I take his pages. I remember kind of strangely enough, literally punching up that one scene where. Avery gets Avery gets her name, and I don't know what I was going for there. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> your brain gets so like my brain was just in another dimension. I can't even explain it. And I think what I was wanting was you know to put some sort of identity to this to character, you know. And the thing is, it it you know it came off you know as a character that was almost genderless you know it was like the shapeshifter yeah and i was like i can't leave this episode not knowing this character's name i just can't like i gotta know what this character is you know sure. and so i in my brain what i was thinking it was maybe this is just a, a a life form that has been trapped in final space but like you know how we always kind of said on on how i've mentioned where it's the deepest part of the ocean you know? yeah like pressure and you get the you know, kind of the albino creatures and stuff at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there's a bioluminescent, you know, basically uh, something at the end of the, you know, the end of the bottom or whatever. This is kind of like that bioluminescent kind of, you know, character that comes forward and is not like, doesn't really know where it's at. Just so that's, this is the home, you know? Yeah. yeah. And think there's there there's something cool to that idea um i would have probably you know i i think there's there's other things that i would have done but at the same time i didn't want to kind of undo what david had done because i think it was coming from from some place you know yeah and but i do remember working on the name part and and i don't know why i was working on that part but it was just there was something about it that I just kind of wanted to know who this character was like, yeah. verb, you know, and I think once you, once you name somebody there, there's somebody, you know, yeah. like, like, it's not just like a, a thing that passed by, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's like, no it's character now, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It gives them a, gives them sort of identity. Um, and yeah, I mean this, this entire sequence I think was, was really beautiful. The, the hidden lights, um, some of the best background I think. yeah apart from uh, i think that my price probably one my second favorite after the uh the black hole um but yeah. seeing that, that scene was just beautiful and i mean you have evra who you know kind of came into ash's life exactly when she needed them um and yeah, yeah and i think i think 
I would let's touch on where I could see Evra coming into play, maybe at the end of the season, you know? Sure. Now, granted, and I should preface this before, anytime that I talk about where I could see things go, things could change. Yeah, okay? absolutely. And I should probably keep saying that until <laughs> I'm ruined the face. Footnote. <laughs> as much as I would have liked to have, you know, done certain things. Um, and it's like, the, the problem is like, you get excited about it, you know? Yeah. So when I talk about things, I'm like, I'm excited about this. Like, look, we're going to do a, a, a one year skip. And dude, we got it all the way into the scripting phase. I think we got around no past two. And it was like, yeah, I'm not sure about this, this, you know, the skip. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we change it to a month, you know, and I wanted new costumes for the characters, you know, and you're, you get really ambitious each new season, you know, and then they, and then reality starts to sink in. We can't do this. We literally do not have the budget to do this. And you're like, Greek. Okay. Um, you know, and, and so I think, you know, basically the, the big thing, the big question or the big answer out of this thing is um, when you do mention something, is it going to be an actual for sure thing? It's like, I didn't ever really promise anything. You know, yeah. what I was is I would say, that I was excited about and potential things that could happen. And I think, you know, I should just be more about those things, but yeah, absolutely. If I do mention anything in, in any previous season, even all the auto stuff on the trial, <laughs> like who knows if that actually happens, right. you know, it's speculating. We haven't even gotten the writer's room yet. Things could change. Everything could change. Um, and you don't know, you know, basically you could get in a pandemic and things really change. So who knows <laughs> what happened? Not again, <laughs> never again. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's, it's one of those things that you got to approach, you know, each thing, each idea, each kind of like forward thought with, with a little, uh, a caveat, a warning that this could change. But I do see a story with that character and actually a pretty cool one. And I think it would be cool to mention that maybe at the you know, after you see the finale. Um, and I think there could be something pretty, pretty powerful there. But um, I think, you know, with um, what was the question? <laughs> no, you're it's good. so early. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of pushed into this one yourself, so you're, you're all good. I mean, we were just talking about kind of, you know, what's what, what's looking forward for, for Everin and Ash is really Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think that's there's there's we would want to expand on that. You know, yeah. I, I think there's I've even talked to Dave and I'm like, look, we're expanding on this, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's it, there's no question that if 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 a if a season four would happen, that there is a story there. And and I do think there is a story there. And it'd be a great story. And you know, it's it's one of those things where I think it, you, you don't know what it is yet, so I don't want to speculate on it. But I, there's ideas for it. Yeah, there's always an idea for anything. But, um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm learning the lesson where <laughs> time not to you don't don't give away too much, you know, because sure. they get attached to certain ideas and yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So uh, so moving on, moving on from that, uh, of course, the biggest moment of this episode uh, is one that I think a lot of people have been waiting for, uh, which is the Gary Cotta fight. 
um, yeah. very, very massive. So I just kind of want to start at the the beginning of that and the preface of that. And uh, kudos to you on your uh, your After Effects uh, comping on that yeah, scene. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> First yeah. of all, looked excellent. Um, but yeah. yeah, story behind that. It was uh, you know usually kind of like once per season. I'll try to you know, on, on comping. Cause I, I do like to comp. I like to, to do after effects and I'm yeah. a lot. And, you know, I, I always like to get schooled by those compers cause they're so good. <laughs> and I felt like, man, I need to step up. I need, I need to meet their level. You know? <laughs> and so I tried, I didn't realize how many shots there were, but I started messing around with this idea that there, cause there's a giant window Yeah, and I got really excited about it. And I remember I, to comp with that idea and i said it's tobias and he started to get worried like you know you have to get this in <laughs> by like friday and it was like at the end of the week and it was like i was maybe on like monday and i was like oh so i only have a week on this okay and so i blazed through this i all night for a week almost and comping away just comping comping redoing re comping comping putting the sun blah 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 blah, blah doing it all and we get to Thursday and we have a review and Tobias says, okay, so the comp team starts on 308 next week. And I was like, wait, what, what are you talking about? I thought <laughs> everything was due on Friday. It's like, no, no, that was just kind of like a, <laughs> a, a day. I'm like, wait, so you did you be a fake date of like <laughs> when it was due and every, it was actually, we had two weeks two weeks to comp this? And he's like, God. well, that's when everybody else starts. And I'm like, what the freak? So I was like, yeah, it's just one of those funny moments where um, I was like under this, like, I think I, I joke and I say this make-believe deadline, but yeah. even mad. I was just kind of, I thought it was just so hysterical that I had been working, like slaving away on this, like, this <laughs> sequence. I mean, like, almost like over like two shots and end up finding out that it's not even the actual deadline for, for shots yeah uh it just made me laugh but uh but yeah yeah that's it was super fun and I, I remember actually watching like the entire uh series of uh trailer park boys while i was kind of comping that and i know that's so weird but it's actually a really funny show and it i think that probably got me <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it, it looked excellent and uh you know it was very powerful you know kind of starting off from from the beginning of the fight we uh we get the avocado reveal to gary um yeah about little kato not being his son uh and uh I, I guess just kind of a question for you uh when you were thinking this out um you know this we see this you know, just pushes gary to to throw in throwing fists but you know how much does this break Gary inside, you know, with that little kind of kind of becoming his son. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the, the, when he first heard it, it was absolute rage, you know? And, and then I think at the end of it, he put himself in kind of, you know, I think a little cotter shoes and said, you know, he knows that this is going to destroy him, you know? And, and I feel like at that point, like what he kind of came up in his mind was, I don't think can, we can tell him, 
you know, I, I think that we have to like where we're at right now in five is trying to survive, trying to get out. We have to continue forward. We have to best parents that this kid has ever had. And we, we have to try to make a better future for him. Yeah. And I think that's the hand that he was dealt. And, you know, they, he wants to hate him. Yeah. He genuinely wants to hate Mikado, but it's like, there's, there's, I think in that moment, he saw avocado warts and all, man. And And I think that's a testament to friendship. It doesn't mean, you know, I think that Gary's forgiven him for that by any means, but what can he do? Yeah. You know? And I think he, he knows that they need avocado to try to get out of the situation. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of it, I think that through vulnerability, you see strength, you know, yeah. and, and what I wanted to kind of, I think do was, cause I was pretty horrible writing the thing was, sorry, my dogs. <laughs> um, what I wanted to do was, of write something where because I was vulnerable, you're, you're, you're seeing that strength, you know? Yeah. And I think you, where you get this cool point is when you, when you do hear avocado say, you want anything to do with me, you're seeing somebody that has nothing <laughs> literally at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And you know, you see this hand reach out to try to lift you out of it. And I think that's at the core of it. That's Gary. Yeah. No rhyme or reason to do that, you know, and any other person I think would have said, you're a terrible person. (laughs) And, you know, and I, but that's the thing. Avocado knows that. Yeah. He knows he's this terrible person. He's accepted this, this reality that he is bad. He, He didn't, he was not a good person in the past. And I think if, if somebody can look, see warts and all, um, who you are, that's that's kind of, uh, I think you saw the armor finally come down from avocado. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's this tough guy, you know, and, and we're not showing him that he's not tough. In fact, I think we're showing him that he's actually becoming stronger. Yeah. Um, but I think you got to see this character kind of actually kind of break down, you know, yeah. and see them both kind of in, in a spot of like, what the freak, you know? And, and I think that that's, that's one of the, one of the things that I, I do like about this scene is that uh, nobody's ridiculing each other in this, yeah. you know? And I think it's like, you know, it's not like, Hey, you're a baby, get up, you know, you should be a man. It's like, it's like, no, it's like, they're just kind of, you know, talking as, as two adults and, and know that they have a responsibility now, whether they like it or not. And they're not the most deserving this responsibility, but they have to continue forward together or, you know, or they can't achieve this goal, you know, and the goal is to make sure that little Kato is safe, you know, and, and, and protected. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I do want to, on the the more of the avocado side kind of dive into that because you know we it's one of the, going back to kind of the big main things that we talked about this season um consequences it's one of the big ones and then you know gary mm-hmm. we mentioned gary earned the right to be little kato's dad yeah um but what can you tell us you know 
going forward, you know, as we, we face the, the last few episodes of the season, uh, how, can, how can Avocado even begin to, to get there? Well, first off, the first part to any kind of thing is you got to learn the truth, you know? And I think, you know, obviously that's, that's coming to a head at some point. Um, but what I do know is that that has to, that has to be, and I don't think you're going to see these characters, you know, if that is, you know, discovered and I don't want to give anything away. I sure. don't think you're, you're going to see it's all smiles and, and they're of course. rekindled something. Cause we're, we're trying to set something up, you know, yeah. but what I do is that, um, what you have is, is, is definitely relationship that the truth is all going to come out and, and you're going to start seeing um, hopefully, you know, the beginning of, of a multi season kind of thing, but you know, who knows anymore? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's, it's one of those things you could wish and hope for and, and do your best to set up and, and, and write. But I do think that, uh, it's a good, it's a, it ends in, I think, uh, in a spot that can be interpreted for more, you know, in, and I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just kind of bringing it to the end here. Uh, forgiveness was of course the name of this episode and we kind of end on, on the, the Ash Gary, uh, resolution. Um, is this, is this, you know, does this resolve the differences between those? This is this true forgiveness from Ash. Um, you know, I think. Yeah. Continue. Uh, you, yeah. Go ahead. You know, I, I think that. Um, it's, it's, it's complicated, you know, yeah. I think it, you know, the forgiveness is the, the, the idea of the episode. Do I think that forgiveness is, is fully earned yet? No. But I do think it's a starting point right. to forgiveness. And, you know, I think that there has to be, you, uh, even an Adult Swim clip came out and you, you, know, you have, you know, Gary kind of his arms on the chair or whatever. And Quinn comes up to how you feeling? He's like, good. You know, like he's, you know, he's obviously feeling better situation. But when he gets asked about Ash, like, how's Ash? He's like, I don't know. But, uh, there, but there's hope. Yeah. That's, that sums up the relationship. I don't think it's, it's fully forgiven. And, and that's up to Ash to do that. Like right. it's, he knows it's not on him, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's kind of like, you know, the one thing that uh, I think to keep in mind is, is that, you know, forgiveness is the title, but it's, that's, that's kind of the, um, that's the idea behind it. You know, it's like you, you're seeing people that are, needing to be forgived and wanting to be forgived, you know? Yeah. And there's kind of, uh, just kind of like, I think the core of that episode and, and, you know, it's, it's, there's something powerful about that idea of forgiveness. And, um, and that's something that, you know, I think even on today's world is there's a good lesson. It's like, it's, you don't have to forgive anybody, you know? Yeah. But once you shed away all those kind of ideas, once you shed away kind of, you know, the things and, and, you know, know that you've been wrong and kind of forgive, 
and you're able to close that chapter, um, it it does. It's a good feeling, you know, just impersonal, personal, <laughs> just from you know maybe that's just me, like where hiding from, you know, I was able to kind of close those chapters finally and not leave these open books side of me. But it was, I think it was very therapeutic to write this episode. And I think you, it's impossible not to ignore the fact that it's, it's a different episode. I don't think there is a final space episode like that. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> it's, it's, it hit everybody. I think at their, uh, at their most vulnerable state and yeah, hopefully people enjoyed it. If they didn't, you know, it's it's always a discussion, you know, and yeah. you're allowed to dislike things. You're allowed to do that. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and just uh, to wrap us up here, uh, what can you tell us uh, is coming up for, for next week? I actually think this is a, a fun episode. Um, it's kind of more action-y based, you know, yeah. it's it's. it's uh, it's got a fun vibe to it. And um, yeah, I don't want to give anything away. I, sure. I think it's uh, just going to it expecting, you know, there, I think maybe one kind of, you know, sad moment, but I don't think you'll cry. I think you'll put, it'll put like a little smile on your face that yeah. it's like, you, know, you didn't expect it, but wow. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think um, it's, it's just fun to, to, watch this episode and and it brings everything it start you start to see the connective you connect yeah. to like season two and and all that stuff so i think it, it's it's a fun one yeah i think that's that's good after an episode like this <laughs> you, you gotta have a little fun in, yeah and, and, i think uh, i think seven and eight really clicked together well and i think i think nine and ten do the same thing um nine and ten to me um uh, feel like a two-parter yeah and and I think once you see 10, you're back into the, <laughs> you're, you're back. This is you know, space. Yeah. It's like, uh, you, you get your comfort here in, in nine and, you know, you have your fun. And, you know, I think this is like the, the last little, um, tribor romp, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it, it's, that's it. I, I think it will be an episode where I don't think it'll be people's favorites, but it'll be a nice reprieve, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, there might have been some audio breakups throughout this episode. I've moved studios, so internet connection may not be as good. Um, but I hope it was still enjoyable for everybody to listen to. Uh, and that's it for, for this episode into final thoughts. Uh, thank you, Olin, as always. For yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for now, you can go follow both of us at Olin Rodgers and at Gabriel W. Jones, as well as at Final Space and at Into Final Space on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure you drop a five-star rating on a podcast. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe, subscribe, the subscribe, can't speak, and like button. Uh, and make sure you're following the show on whatever podcast app you're listening on. And uh, that's going to do it. We'll see you next time on Into Final Space. Thanks, guys. Bye. Peace.